0: BASKETS AND AS ALWAYS FREE GIFT WRAPPING AND DELIVERY AVAILABLE. THAT'S MORRISON GIFTS, A BAYLOR ALUMNI OWNED BUSINESS AT 4308 WEST WACO DRIVE NEXT TO JASON'S DELI IN THE Brazos SQUARE CENTER.
1: MICHAEL HURLEY OF HURLEY BENEFIT SERVICES. I THINK ONE OF
0: THE CHALLENGES THAT ALL SMALL BUSINESS OWNERS ARE FACING TODAY IS WHILE they MAY BE LESS THAN 50 EMPLOYEES. They're still competing with the big-box companies that have full-blown benefit plans. Employers are looking for solutions, and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing a solution.
1: With the innovative coverage offered by Hurley Benefits Services, you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality, pre-owned inventory in town all vehicles serviced checked out oil changed and ready to drive daily at cmc auto group central texans are our customers and central texans are who we strive to please great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates cmc auto group at highway 6 and imperial dean and claire tell them where
2: cmcautogroup.com
3: Say habla espanol total office solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers
4: ESPN Radio Sports
5: Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. A Cody Bellinger RBI single in the top of the ninth broke a 1 1 tie and sent the Los Angeles Dodgers to the National League Championship Series with a 2 1 win over the Giants. The Astros began their quest for a third American League championship in five years tonight when they host Boston. It's the third time since 2017 that the Astros and Red Sox have met in the postseason. Tom Brady hit on 34-42 passes for 297 yards and two touchdowns to lead Tampa Bay to a 28-22 win over the Eagles to start week six on NFL Thursday Night Football. In college football, Memphis beat Navy 35 17. Tonight, number nine Oregon hosts Cal and number 24 San Diego State visits San Jose State.
4: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Bank of Central Texas. And good morning, Ricky Thompson. How are you?
6: morning to make sure I had this call I mean this is a change for us going to the
7: mornings but that's good Tom you know what we're having fun Ricky <laughs> uh, getting people to work talking local sports as opposed to getting them home so we kind of made a little flipboard, and I did so uh who knows uh we're having fun with it hey uh, uh Rick as you make your way in uh, man this is a big weekend on a lot of fronts as you know playing at, at, at Baylor uh this is homecoming and homecoming is uh it's an important deal in uh, on that campus
6: yeah it is, and I think that's of course, that's different <clears throat> for every school. Homecoming is a big deal, but at Baylor, I one of the three or four parades in the country, I know it's been rated as uh, maybe the top parade homecoming wise in the country. It's a really cool event. People come in and and luckily, we talked about this last week. We got kickoff at two thirty so you have time to go to the parade, get to the game on time. Eleven o'clock games really blow homecoming because it's hard to get it all done, but it's really it's really uh, an exciting event. And hey, we got a sold out football game too, so this should be fun.
7: Ricky, talk about uh, this this matchup. Not so much right now. We'll get to X's and O's in just a minute. Just the the significance of this. A, you, these two staffs know each other. We we and and B, this is. This is a high-quality, high-caliber program. And C, this is a future conference opponent. This is this is kind of a big deal, isn't it?
6: Well, it really is. And who would have known when this was scheduled? These games are scheduled so far in advance that obviously nobody had a clue that this would be future Big 12 opponent. So that, that is really – that's the top story of this game to me, that uh, we're playing Brigham Young. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing game. You're going to play it every year, go to Provo next year, and then it's Big 12 from there. So uh, just that fact alone makes this a huge game. Plus Brigham Young, ranked 19, obviously a uh, highly ranked football team. The coaches, I-, I can promise you there will be some changes in signals in the way plays are called this week because these guys know what each other, they know what they do, they know what they they know how they signal so there's going to have to be some changes and i think that part of this game is going to be really interesting to see how they get past that how they change for one game how they do things because these other coaches are very familiar with these systems
0: ricky how big a challenge is that for this coaching staff to completely change how they approached the the idea on game day not only just getting the plays in but alignment and everything else they have to try to do
6: I think it's huge. I, I think it's really huge because remember they've been going through this process with the same signals and learning the process of these offense and defensive calls since last spring when they really had time. I know last season too, but that was such a anomaly. I don't even count last year, but going through the spring and then through two a days and through six ball games, that's what really matters for a team is to get comfortable with what you're doing and with the signals and not having to think, just go play football. And now all that changes with one game. And I think it can really be a huge factor and we'll see who handles that better, Brigham Young or us.
0: Do you think that this is a game where you might consider running the plays in with the wide receiver or running back instead of using signals and and go back to old school and, and do it that way to maybe help you a little bit?
6: I sure think that's an option. We'll we'll look and see what they do, how they handle it. Remember, it's a good point because in the past, the way we ran offense, you really couldn't do that because it was really fast-paced, no huddle. Remember now that there's a lot of huddle involved in this offense, so you would have time to do it that way, and that would certainly cure any chance of signals being stolen.
7: Because I mean, even if they do check at the line of scrimmage, some of that terminology is going to be exactly the same. So, uh, it, it will be an, an interesting Saturday on that front. Ricky, I wanted to talk a little bit about Baylor and, and just you know they're five and one. This is a chance if they win the game, they become bowl eligible. I mean, we were we, you know Ward and I were just kind of going through some of the so just kind of where they are. But I want I want to get your take. Where is this football team? How good is this football team? In your opinion, you've seen them.
6: Well, number one, I think they're a lot better than any of us thought they would be. And I, I, we we based that on last year, really, and that's that's probably not fair either. A lot of close games last year within one score, I think, what, three or four games that were lost within one score. You finished two and seven. Uh, you played one game where you had 38 players and coaches out against Oklahoma State, which not even sure why you played that game. I I think this is a good football team, and I think they've proven that in particular against Iowa State and against West Virginia, where they come back after the Oklahoma State loss and correct the problems they had with Oklahoma State's defense because West Virginia and Oklahoma State, very similar scheme-wise defense. They come after you. They run blitz on first and second down. They put a lot of pressure on the run game, and what did we do? We cut Gary Bohannon loose, finally, and let him throw play action, let him throw deep, and I think that was the difference in the game. We didn't run the ball very well early, but I I was shocked after the game. We ended up with 170 yards rushing, most of that late, because you had backed these guys off by letting Gary go, let him play, let him throw the ball deep on play action. And I think that was the difference in the game. And if we can make those kind of adjustments, I think we're pretty darn good. And defensively, with Terrell back, uh, you know you had everybody in the right place. You had his leadership. Uh, We've made really major strides defensively in making stops on third down. And that's the key defensively to me. So I think they're pretty good. We'll find out a lot more tomorrow because Brigham Young – Maybe not the speed that we have, but these guys are huge. Uh, We were a little bigger than West Virginia, which is unusual for us to be bigger than somebody, but Brigham Young is huge. We've probably got a speed advantage, but we'll see how we handle that up front.
0: Ricky, we've said for a long time there's a lot of parity in the Big 12, and coming into this year, the parity was kind of in the middle of the pack, and then you get through six weeks of the season. Is that gap getting closer in the big 12 is there even more parity from top to bottom now
6: absolutely i I think let's go to one game or two go to west virginia driving tied 13 to 13 in norman to win the game they're already in field goal position it would have been a long one but the center snaps before the quarterback's ready and it goes backwards 20 yards Oklahoma gets the ball and kicks a field goal right at the end of the game to win 16-13. They come to Waco, and we dominate them. So, yes, I think there's a lot of parity. I don't think there's anybody in this league that we can't beat. Uh, I'm also not sure there's many other than Kansas that couldn't beat us. So uh, I, I think that's a very good point, that this parity, I think, reaches all the way to the top of the league and not just the middle teams.
7: Ricky, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We do appreciate the time, and uh, thanks so much for being a part of the program. And uh, we will do this again uh, next Friday. And enjoy the game tomorrow. Should be a terrific day.
6: Yeah, it's going to be a good one, I, guys. My gates for Hornets have China Spring tonight. That may be a tough night for the Hornets. I uh-huh. don't know. It's going to be a
7: fun one. It'll be a fun one for Luke Howard and his bunch as uh, they take on the uh, the China Spring Cougars. We appreciate it, Rick. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah. Talk to you soon. That Thank is Ricky God. Thompson. Uh, he is the uh, president of Alliance Bank of Central Texas, and he is also the uh, the uh, the third member of the crew, the uh, sideline reporter for Baylor, and has been for several years with John and JJ, and does a tremendous job. All right, seven fifty eight. John. Speaking of John, he's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program here on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports
2: Beat. Your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
8: Hi, everybody, it's Emperor Check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with athletic director Mac Rhodes, looking at a full homecoming weekend of athletic events. That's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
2: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome
8: back. Today our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes looking at a full weekend ahead in Baylor Athletics.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Home uh homecoming always a a festive week and uh you know, it's it's great to have it again cuz uh didn't didn't get to celebrate homecoming last last year everything was canceled and so to, to be able to do it this year uh, I think all of us are grateful and excited about it and uh, and again as you mentioned just some exciting athletic events uh, equestrian on on Friday we're number eight in the country uh, versus Texas A&M number number five in the in the country you know at the uh, at the Willis equestrian center at, at noon and and then you know, volleyball uh, just a little bit later 5 p.m. versus Kansas in the Farrell Center so Go to equestrian. It's not a long drive <laughs> from the equestrian center to the Farrell Center, right? And uh, and watch a little volleyball, and then a huge soccer match versus versus Texas at seven p.m. And so you can you can even walk from the Farrell Center <laughs> on over to uh, on to the the Betty Lou Mays Field. So excited about uh, about those three events, and then obviously. The signature event uh, of homecoming the football game against uh byu number number 19 in the country 2:30 p.m kick I believe it's going to be a sellout and uh, great celebration parade before um a little a little uh, tribute or recognition welcoming uh byu before the game uh with with their president and uh and athletic director Wanted to do it before the game and get all, <laughs> all the right. nicety out of the way, uh, because when it's time to kick off, it's uh, it's uh, it's time to compete at the at the highest level.
8: Thanks, Mac, and that is tonight at five for Baylor Kansas volleyball. Seven o'clock for Baylor Texas soccer. Then tomorrow at two thirty kickoff for the Bears and the BYU Cougars at McLean Stadium. Our coverage begins here at 10.30 with Game Day Live tomorrow morning, 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, the first hour of which is televised on KCEN TV. Then a 2.30 kickoff tomorrow for Baylor and BYU here on ESPN Central Texas. The game televised tomorrow by ESPN. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. We'll talk to you tomorrow from McLean Stadium and have more Monday. I'm John Morris.
7: ESPN Central Texas talking sports live and local. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Ward Whites and me every weekday morning from 7 until 9 as we talk high school, college, and the NFL. John Morris will be here at 3 p.m., and then it's the Matt Mosley Show, weekday afternoons 4 to 6. It's local sports talk, just the way you like it, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas.
3: Your hometown. This is
7: our
5: house. Home team. Always a thrill when the home team takes the begs to bill.
1: If you miss country music under the star-studded Texas sky, this year's Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo Concert lineup is perfect for you. Dance the Night Away with Tracy Lawrence and Carson Jeffrey on Thursday, October 14th. Walker Hayes and Gabe Lee and Jack Ingram will hit the stage Friday, October 15th. And Joe Nichols and Mike Ryan Saturday, October 16th. Learn more about the Bud Light Music Stage Concert lineup and purchase your tickets at hotfair.com. We'll see you there.
10: To talk high school football with Greg Tepper in. from Dave Campbell's Texas pumping.
4: Football Magazine. Okay,
7: All right, Friday night the it the is going. here as we get you ready for high school football. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us, and we uh, are joined now by Greg Tepper, uh, the uh, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and from Bally Sports Southwest. Greg, good morning. We appreciate your time this morning. Let's uh, let's let's talk about. Well, uh, you've you've you've. you've You've got it as the game of the uh, of the of the night in the state of Texas, and that is that is Munster and Winthorpe. Talk a little bit about that matchup in two A Division two.
11: Yeah, you know it's a small school matchup, so it may be off some people's radar. And you know, I understand there's some people out there who are you know six A or five A or bust. But I'm telling you that the best game of the week this week. Uh, is in Cook County and in, in 2A Division 2, the smallest 11 man classification, uh, a matchup of unbeaten. There's only four matchups of unbeaten this week, and this is one of them. It's number two, Winthorst, the defending 2A Division 2 state champs. Folks down there in uh, the Central Texas area. Probably remember Winthorst is the team that upset Mart in the state championship game last w- last year. And, and they're at it again. Their defense has been absolutely outrageous. They found a new quarterback in Logan Cope. They're going up against their district rival, Munster, this week. Uh, Munster is undefeated. They are, uh, they are also just humming along defensively. They've got a running back in Colton Deckard, who's already over 1,000 yards rushing on the year. Their balance offensively has been really impressive. Uh, one thing that I think is really interesting about this game is these are two teams that met twice last year. They, they played in district play, and then they played again in the playoffs. And uh, Wendorf won both of those games, obviously, in got to their state championship. Uh, but so one, one of the things that I think is going to be really interesting here is a little bit of a chess match. Is there a thing that you hold back? Is there something you don't show your opponent? Do you show your whole hand, or do you not? Every, every team wants to go out there and win a district championship, but at the same time, knowing full well that you may have to beat this team again in six weeks, seven weeks. Uh, what does your game plan look like? I think it's a fascinating chess match and also just a really great measuring stick uh, for seeing where things stack up. Because I do think the winner of this game, there's a fair argument. There's a couple other teams out there, Albany's in that make a few others. Uh, I think to have, a, I think the winner of this game has a chance to being the chief challenger to Mart into a division two. What does that mean? I don't know. Mart t- did just win their district, their two A Division two opener uh, by fifty last week, but uh, you know we'll at least get a better view of who is going to be the biggest challenge to Mart to getting a state championship.
7: And that's exactly where I was going next is Kevin Hoffman and his football team. Uh, do they pay attention to this game, uh, knowing that this may potentially be an AT and opponent.
11: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think that when you take a look at, at what Mart's doing, first of all they want to take care of their own business. I think last week, uh, against what they did against uh Chilton, again, a, a fifty point victory, uh, kind of sent a message that that you know what, that was a that was a team that was ranked in the top ten in Chilton, and I think a good Chilton team and and Mart more or less just did whatever they wanted uh, against them. And and you know, look, there's a lot of runway between here and AT and T Stadium hmm. and I think Kevin Hoffman understands that and it's gonna take a lot. To get back there. But at the same time, look, I think coaches uh, who who have state championship uh, aspirations are keeping an an eye on the bigger board. Well, you know, if you're playing chess, you want to look at the entire board, not just, you know, your pieces and and where they stand right now. And so what I think is going to, I think he's going to take a look at this and and keep an eye on it, knowing full well that, you know, look, I think that the, I think that the, the power, if you're looking for the depth uh, and and the the deepest region into a division two, it's probably region two, which is where uh, Munster, Albany, or Munster, Albany and Windhorst all live. Uh, you know, Mart likely could see fall city for what feels like the millionth consecutive year in a semifinal. <laughs> they could see a team like Stratford at a West Texas in the state championship game. Uh, if they were to beat the team from region two in a, in a semifinal Wellington looms as well. Uh, but, but overall, I, I, have a feeling that, you know, first and foremost, Mart wants to go, go make sure that they get a win over, over Bremont. And, and that's a, a team that I know that they, they take a lot of, they, 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 wear a chip on their shoulder to go out there and beat, you know, a Central Texas kind of Brass Valley team like like Mart or like Bremond. But at the same time, I also think that, you know, at, um, maybe Saturday during film session they may flip over, see if they can find some highlights from from Thorsten and and, uh, and Munster and see, see if they can learn a little, a little thing about a team they may be seeing, uh, you know, around Christmas time.
0: Greg, I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to ask you about it. The Leon River rivalry coming up with Belton and Temple tonight.
11: Yeah, and and it's it's a big rivalry, and it's a big rivalry, and I think it's got really. In, in, I, I think it's I think it's you, look, it's obviously all, always important down there, uh, but it's also I think important in kind of the the bigger scheme as well this year because these are two teams that I think could really use this win uh, right now. You know, I think that these are two two programs that you, know, you take a look at the District Twelve Six A race. Um, the only thing that makes a rivalry even more uh, tantalizing than than you know just. Pure old-fashioned want to beat the team across beat the team across town is uh, is when there's something on the line, and I think you got something on the line here. You know, Temple's been three, Temple's three zero, oh, feeling really good about where they've where they've been sitting. You know, cruising along. I've been very impressed with the way uh, that their offense has been playing. Uh, you know, of late, last week against Killian Ellison, I thought it was awfully impressive what they were able to do. You know, going up against Belton, uh, a team that, that's two and one, and I, I would say. They're kind of in that big middle, right? You know, that I don't think that they feel super comfortable with their spot right now. I think they're a team that, that a win over Be- a win over rival Temple would go a long way towards sealing their their uh, sealing themselves as a pure fire, you know, a pure fire uh, uh, playoff team. You know, knowing full well that they've still got games against Ellison, uh, a game against Shoemaker, you know, a game uh, against Killeen that they're gonna have to take care of business. Uh, in in order to get into the playoffs. Now, look, do I think that they're going to make the playoffs? Yeah, right now I I'd, I'd pick them to be one of the four teams. Uh, but at the same time, you got to go out there and you got to take care of business. And, and and in a game like this, a big rivalry game where, uh, look, I think on paper Temple's the favorite. But at the same time, we all know how how much paper matters in in the game like this, uh, hmm. which is slim to none. If you're Belton, this is an opportunity to go out there. And, and yes, get a big leon uh, Leon county rivalry matchup right Little River rival matchup win right that's what you want but at the same time you can also go out there and you win tonight and and you're i'm not saying it's locked and loaded because you can still spit the bit down the, down the uh, down the stretch but you get a win in this game tonight and you're feeling really good about getting into the playoffs uh, and really good about uh, about extending your season past uh you know week 11.
7: All right, uh, let's talk about DeSoto and Cedar Hill. I want to get your opinion here. I, I said earlier today on the program that it, it used to be, you know, we all said the big three, Duncanville, DeSoto, and Cedar Hill. I, I kind of think this year it's the big two. It's Duncanville and DeSoto. I, I, Cedar Hill's an outstanding football team, but I don't think, in my opinion, that they are a lock at that third spot and everybody else is playing for fourth. Your thoughts?
11: I – I will go even a step further and I would even say that when you take a look at District eleven six A this year, um, I think it's fair to look at the entire board and, and, and look at the entire district and, and say that there are five teams that are haves and there are five team and there are three teams that are that are have nots, plain and simple. I think Duncanville, Cedar Hill, DeSoto, Waxahachie, and Mansfield all look like decent teams that I actually think the gap is not all that wide between first and fifth. I, I, I think that Duncanville is pretty clearly the best team in that district. But whereas in past years, it's been kind of a runaway I don't necessarily see that this year. I think that they're a good team. I think they're, they're a good team, potentially a great team. But if you're asking me, do I think that they're right now, would I say that they're an elite team? I, I don't think so. You know, I think the same thing kind of holds for DeSoto and Cedar Hill. Uh, you know, I picked DeSoto tonight. I, th- I think it's a, 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 I think they're probably the more complete team. But I think that that gap, you know, I think it, it used to be, you know, you, you mentioned it was the big three and kind of everybody else. I would just say that I think that teams like Mansfield and Waxahachie just caught up this year, and, and that and that now there is this much wide. There's much bigger kind of uh, group of teams that I think are capable of going out there and, and, and winning games like this. I mean, heck, uh, you know, uh, Cedar Hill is three and zero, but basically they've got that win last week over Waxahachie, fourteen to ten, mind you. Um, and and you're, you're thinking, I don't know, if that necessarily inspires a ton. Of confidence, you know, basically Desoto's got that loss to Duncanville, and then they've got uh, their signature win right now is probably their win over Mansfield. I just I don't know if we know a ton about Desoto. I think we'll find out a lot about these two teams tonight. And another example of you know you're talking about Desoto or Cedar Hill, yeah, you know they're three and zero in district play. Um, this would be a really big win for them. I think they're underdogs tonight this would be a this would be a really big win for Cedar Hill if they were to get this win simply because of the rivalry aspect and it would solidify themselves as not having to worry about uh making a playoff uh making the playoffs knowing full well that look you know they they if they lose this game we 'll just we'll just play this out for a little bit. Let's just say that Cedar Hill does lose this game, and they drop to 3-1 and one in district play. You know, you're, not, you're thinking, that's not a huge problem. Well, okay, well, we still got we still got to play Duncanville. That's, okay, we probably probably should win that game. Okay, well, you know, then you're going to play Hewitt Midway. That's going to be a hungry team that may, in fact, be looking for their first win of the year. And you want to talk about a scalp they'd love to have to kind of save their to kind of salvage a little bit of their season. There's that. And then, by the way, you got to finish up against Mansfield, a team that may be clawing for a playoff spot. That may be straight up for a playoff spot at that point. So if you're, you gotta look down the road here. If you're Cedar Hill, and say, let's take care of this one, so that the other ones aren't these pressure-packed, uh, you know, affairs where we've got to go out there and play our best game, or else our season's over.
0: Greg, I I, I know they have Alvarado tonight at home at Tarleton War Memorial, but how good is this Stephenville team right now?
11: Um, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. So we do the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press ranking. Um, for um, you know the, the official statewide Texas high school football rankings, and um, there was serious consideration on Sunday of dumping Austin LBJ out of the number one spot and putting and installing Stephenville there. There was a, a legit conversation and and honestly a debate among the Dave Campbell staff. Uh, we were more or less kind of split you know in in the end, we kept lbJ at number one because we don 't think they 've done anything to deserve losing that spot but that 's how serious it is. Um, this Stevenville team, I think last week, what they did to La Vega to go to, to they've done they did something that just basically nobody does. They went to Bellmead and they, and they bullied la vega and, and that just that doesn 't happen I mean even the great Argyle teams that have that have beaten uh, La Vega in Bellmead, Um, those, they, they, they didn't bully La Vega, you know, this was, that was what was so impressive. I thought that Stephenville came out and and obviously the offense looked good quarterback, Ryder Lambert, wide receiver Koi Aiken, they looked fantastic. Uh, but I thought it was the defense led by Reese Young who had 25 tackles in that game. Um, I thought that was the real headliner there. And, And what they were able to do defensively was, uh, pretty jaw dropping, honestly, to match up up front and to match up against a physical La Vega team uh, and to kind of kind of say, all right, we'll play your style of game and we'll beat you at it. That was extremely impressive to me. You know, still work to do down the road. Uh, but, um, yeah, they they right now, it's, it's strange to say, considering just a couple weeks ago we were going Gaga over Melissa. Oh, a couple weeks before that we were going Gaga over Argyle and all that fun stuff. Going, uh, you know, a couple weeks before that we we're going Gaga over Waco, La Vega. Well, now the favorite out of Region Two, and I think the favorite out of the left half of the bracket, Seaview, and, and what they've done, and 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 that was the real. We we asked them to show us last uh, last week, and uh, I would say that they certainly uh, showed us that they are for real last week.
7: Final thought, uh, and this uh, actually came in on our text line. Uh a gentleman wants to know what you think of Bray Biles' Lorena Leopards and just what kind of run they can mm-hmm. make here uh into uh, October and November.
11: Yeah, this this is a team that I think there's gonna be this, this inclination to take a look at their record and say, Oh, well, they're they've got two losses. They they're 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 you know obviously not that great. Uh that is that is flat wrong. Um and, and you their losses are a one are a one possession loss. To Franklin, who's the undefeated number one team in 3A Division Two, and, a, and a, a, um, a one possession loss to uh, At China Spring, who's an undefeated 4A team. And since then, they have been clobbering people. I mean, absolutely taking teams to the woodshed. I think this team is the favorite in District 11 3A. I think this is a team that can can make an extremely deep run. And, and look, you know, if you want to get down to it, down to tax, um, I take a look at at what they're in, in region three, and and I think, look, you know, at some point they may run into a team like Columbus or Hallsville, uh, but or or, or Yokum. But I also think that if you want to say that Lorena's the favorite to win region three, I think that's fair. And by the way, I think region three is better than region four. And so then we're talking about at and I mean, they're that good. I think this team's legit and, 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 and has certainly grown up. And if they were able to navigate the rest of their season, or re- navigate the rest of their regular season, get into the tournament, um, it'll depend a lot on what their draw looks like. But I also think that the way that the District 11 kind of playoff bracket breaks out, um, the first two rounds, they would be pretty clear favorites. Then they'd start running into some of those South Texas teams like Yoakam, like Howitzville, like Columbus, and that could be that. That'll be their big challenge. District 12 is their biggest. It is, is, in my opinion, the biggest hurdle between them and AT&T Stadium. Uh, but they can do it. They're that good. They're on the short list of teams that can make that run to Arlington.
7: All right, uh, Greg, we appreciate the time. Hey, tell us what can we see? What can we catch right now? Our high school football fans, what can they catch uh, on the uh, on the site? Uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine.
11: Yeah, we've got a ton of stuff up on texasfootball.com, um, including uh, we've, we've got computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. Uh, we've actually got computer projections of every Texas high school football game, all 600-plus of them, uh, plus a lot of uh, a great recruiting information. We've got some great college stuff there, including uh, a, 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 great, a great story from our college football insider, Mike Craven, about how Baylor's offensive line has really transformed uh, their, their offense into, into what it is, it's got going right now. Uh, just a whole lot of good stuff there on TexasFootball.com.
7: We'll be watching you tonight on Bally's. Uh, we appreciate your time, Greg. Thanks. Uh, all right. Take care, boys. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. <laughs> Great insight. It is, uh 8-19, 19 minutes after 8. Hey, we're going to get an update on what happened last night at the HOT Rodeo. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
8: Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Amare Cooper looks forward to Sunday's challenge posed by mastermind Bill Belichick. You'll hear from the Cowboys wide receiver after this.
7: At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching Grandma how to video call and teaching her again.
9: It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left
7: it's not complicated everyone deserves something new so at&t has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone even the latest
4: ones at&t may temporarily slow data speeds if the is busy restrictions and exceptions may apply
12: what does it mean to be a part of cowboys
11: nation at reliant it means powering the home of the dallas cowboys and homes of cowboys fans across texas and helping out when needed most as an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas
5: Cowboys. PUCT number 1007.
8: Sunday, the four and one Cowboys will be in Foxborough taking on the two and three Patriots who have a young quarterback in Mac Jones instead of Tom Brady. But New England still has head coach Bill Belichick, the defensive genius who, according to Cowboy receiver Amari Cooper, continues to set the standard for the
3: NFL.
7: Yeah, it's a really important game for us just because who they were and who they still are. You know, they uh, still have the same coach, you know, Belichick and they give you multiple different looks. You know, usually uh, in the NFL, Teams kind of stick with what they do. They'll switch to anything that they feel like will stop the team they're playing. Just play differently than a lot of other teams. And they're gonna present a lot of challenging looks for us. It's gonna be a big game for us.
8: Sunday afternoon's kickoff is 325 Central. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales.
13: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We're going to see a cold front move through today, and that will mean clearing skies, windy conditions, and high temperatures topping out around 80 degrees. Tonight, looking great for high school football. It's going to be a bit on the cool side, though. Kickoff temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. Overnight, we drop to 48, and mostly sunny tomorrow in 72. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any
1: changes in the weather.
2: The Bears stepping out of Big 12 play this week for a homecoming matchup with the BYU Cougars. 12:30 for the Baylor Alumni tailgate show. 2:30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, Brigham Young, on homecoming in Waco this Saturday. Here on the flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas.
7: Little Jack Ingram, Jack's going to be on stage at the H.O.T. tonight. be a lot of fun. There's also going to be one hot rodeo coming up tonight, and one of those rodeo announcers is T.C. Long. T.C., good morning, man. We appreciate your time. What's going on? Oh, man, I am excited for tonight and tomorrow night. I can tell you that. T.C., did, did we have a big night last night? Oh, we did.
12: You know, last night was a great rodeo performance. Um... The uh, Really, in the tight events, I was really impressed uh, with the action there. Like uh, a young man by the name of Walt Arnold qualified to his first Texas Circuit Finals, I believe, a year ago, and was uh, 4-2 in the steer wrestling. Um, a young lady uh, by the name of Jordan Driver was a 15-91. Uh, She's winning uh, third in the barrel racing so it, it was good. The rough stock was good, too. Just no big leaderboard changes last night. But uh, I was looking down the list for tonight, and I, I feel like there's going to be some leaderboard changes. you got guys like uh, Jacobs Crawley, uh, Sterling Crawley. Jacobs, a graduate of Texas A&M. He's won. The, we pretty much say this uh, Exco Coliseum is pretty much the building that Jacobs built because <laughs> he has won this rodeo so many times.
7: I, I know a lot of folks love to watch watch uh, watch the bulls, but do you do you have a favorite event? You know, I guess
12: that's what I love about rodeo is I love them all. You know, instead of just watching just bull riding, when you come to a rodeo, there's uh, you get about ten or twelve of everything, and so um, the entertainment changes so much. Uh, I'm a big fan of the barrel racing, and it is because you can cheer for every one of them. It's a horse race, and uh, tonight, if you like barrel racing, is the night to come because uh, the lady that held the arena record for uh, two or three years, Tiani Schuster's out, uh, Lindsay Sears, uh, Shelly Morgan, who's number three in the world going back to the NFR, Cassie Mallory's NFR and one had the arena record at this arena also is out. So, uh, tonight is the barrel race tonight. I'm going to say that.
7: Talk, talk to us a second about the team rope and I, which I'll be honest, that's my favorite event that there's so many different aspects of it that, uh, that intrigue me, but it, it, that's a interesting, interesting event because it's two Cowboys, it's two horses and, and then they got to go work together.
12: Yeah. And, and the, Team roping is probably one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. In fact, uh, in December during the NFR, I announced a uh, what they call the World Series of Team Roping, and uh, it actually pays out more than what the NFR does. So, uh, the sport is growing so much. But, like you said, everything's got to go in the right fashion. And uh, talking about team roping last night, Shay Carroll who's been to the national finals rodeo on the hillside, we watched him, he swapped sides and was hidden and actually went in second huh. in the go-around.
7: How about that? And, and for people who don't understand, I mean, that's a, 180 degrees, literally and figuratively, right?
12: It, it is. I mean, I guess if you compared it to, you know, to, like, baseball, so many times a, a person is a, picture, a pitcher, and but there's, you know, somebody that, I mean, it's like honing in on a skill, and uh, but this guy's good. It doesn't matter what end you put him on. So it's it's a whole different deal, a different style of swinging a rope, a different, uh, you know, a harder rope that they usually heel with and what uh, the rope is that they head with. So, it, like you said, it's 180 degrees. You're asking your horse to do something totally different, and uh, this guy last night proved don't put a label on me. I can do either side.
7: One hot rodeo coming up again tonight. Uh, what uh, what time is showtime?
12: 7 o'clock uh, tonight, tomorrow night, and then the BFO is on Sunday.
7: Sounds good. Hey, TC, thanks so much. We appreciate your time today.
12: Hey, thank y'all. Hope to see everybody out here at the rodeo.
7: Sounds good. That is T.C. Long with uh, the uh, One Hot Rodeo, and again, it's at the Extra Co. And and these Cowboys and Cowgirls come from all over the country. Heck, they come from all over the world to participate. These are uh, world-class athletes, and it should be a lot of fun tonight. All right, uh, 827 coming up next. We're going to talk some Cowboy football. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys joins us next here on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they also have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome, and they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. You'll enjoy 101 customer service at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Store hours of Monday through Friday 10 to 6 and Saturday 10 to Opa.
1: Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services.
0: I think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while they may be less than 50 employees, they're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown benefit plans. Employers are looking for solutions, and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing a solution.
1: With the innovative coverage offered by Hurley Benefit Services, you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com
7: THE PREMIER GUN RANGE EXPERIENCE IS COMING TO CENTRAL TEXAS. REPUBLIC GUN CLUB IS A UNIQUE ONE-STOP SHOP FOR THOSE WHO WANT A HIGH QUALITY, MEMORABLE EXPERIENCE. REPUBLIC GUN CLUB IS THE ONLY FULL-SERVICE INDOOR GUN RANGE BETWEEN DALLAS AND AUSTIN, WITH A TRAINING CENTER, ON-SITE GUNSMITH, FIREARM RETAIL, AND AN EVENT VENUE. THERE'S NO REASON TO GO ANYWHERE ELSE. SPECIAL MEMBERSHIP RATES ARE AVAILABLE NOW. VISIT REPUBLICGUNCLUB.COM FOR MORE INFORMATION. REPUBLIC GUN CLUB, YOUR HOME ON THE RANGE the beautiful rugged
2: elegant third row seat jeep grand cherokee l is in stock at allen samuels this prestigious jeep heritage is obvious in the grand cherokee l first responders we're offering an extra 500 cash for you the 2021 jeep grand cherokee laredo or limited has total values of 3500 or zero percent for 72 months going on now jeep adventure days at allen samuels located at 201 west loop 340 in waco come by let's be friends
11: Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score
0: and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco
2: helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way.
15: Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe ranging from one-half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one-half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com.
3: Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today.
4: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
3: I'm Lark
5: Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday 6 to 8 and Saturday 8 to 5. A Cody Bellinger RBI single in the top of the ninth broke a 1-1 tie and sent the Los Angeles Dodgers to the National League Championship Series with a 2-1 win over the Giants. The Astros began their quest for a third American League Championship in five years tonight when they host Boston. It's the third time since 2017 that the Astros and Red Sox have met in the postseason. Tom Brady hit on 34-42 passes for 297 yards and two touchdowns to lead Tampa Bay to a 28-22 win over the Eagles to start Week 6 on NFL Thursday Night Football. High school football tonight. Midway visits Waco High. University is on the road at Burleson and Belton Entertains Temple.
4: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
7: 834, welcome back into the program. This is game time on ESPN she Central Texas. Our uh, 8 o'clock hour this morning is brought to you by Versalip Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. We welcome into the program, from the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. How are you? And first of all, how was the football game last weekend in Waco? You
13: know, it was fantastic. I I made my way up to the press box to try and say hi to you guys. And you guys were just working hard so much that you weren't even in the vicinity. You must have been doing something much more important than talking to me, which I I understand in terms of a game day at Baylor University. But, man, they always
2: do it up really well in Waco. And
13: uh, I I love cheering for the Bears, even though I wasn't a, a Baylor alumni. I went to North Texas, and I'm a proud North Texas fan as well. But Waco will always be home for me, so I love going back home and sharing the the love of Baylor athletics.
7: Did, did you really come up in the box? I did. We, we yeah, were we were there.
13: Uh, I w- even looked at the chart, like to see where you guys were sitting, and you were in like or like in single digits.
4: Yeah.
7: Of
13: course, you guys are big deals. No. And then, uh, yeah, I'm. I,
7: I, I we we must anybody, have still been know. out in Touchdown Alley. You know, we do the pregame show uh, yeah. from way from out Being in I, Touchdown Alley.
13: Yeah, and see, and I made my way out there as well. I mean, I had uh, seen the set and everything, and there were three empty chairs when I showed up. Uh, You guys got a great setup out there. To go
7: along with three empty suits. I mean, anyway, it kind of works together. It's 835. Kyle, talk to me about New England. I'm confused about this football team. They're two and three. They got. I guess they got quarterback issues. Uh, how do you see this football team? And, and and how do you see them when they're at home?
13: So I, I think you're not alone. I don't think a ton of people have this team really figured out. And I wouldn't necessarily even classify it as quarterback issues. I think it's just a growing program. It's a, it's a program. It's an organization in transition. I mean, they're still trying to find their way without Tom Brady, and I think they found their guy. I think Mac Jones has been playing well. He's fifth in the NFL in terms of completion percentage. He's just got to have the big playability, and so far they haven't had that. I mean, the majority of his touchdown passes have been underneath a defense and yards after the catch. They don't really have a deep threat uh In the passing game, the best players in terms of pass catchers that they have are both tied ends, And that's Hunter Henry, who's had a passing or a receiving touchdown in each of the last two weeks, and Johnu Smith. So the majority of their talent in terms of moving the ball down the field through the air come at the end of the line of scrimmage. And so uh, Nelson Aguilar is probably their best deep threat. And if you remember him from his time in Philadelphia, he's not really a great deep threat. Uh, as a wide receiver, Mac Jones is still finding his way though. I think his decision-making is there. The way he's able to run an offense is there. Uh, Even last week without four of their five starting offensive linemen, uh, he was able to have some success. Now they're not facing the Texans defense this week. They're going up against the Cowboys team. That's going to get after Mac Jones. They're going to force him to make some mistakes. And I think that's where, where you're really going to see just how much this team has transitioned. But uh on the offensive side of the football, I gave you the rundown. Defensively, it's a different story. This team is the real deal on that side of the ball, and they're going to get after Dak Prescott this week.
0: Kyle, I'm so tired of hearing the NFL is a passing league. Are the Cowboys turning their nose up at that fact?
13: I think you kind of have to whenever you look at what uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard have been doing. My goodness. I mean, this offensive line paving the way two guys. Excuse me, I'm having something go wrong with my uh, speaker here there we go you got me back here
0: yes yeah. we have you okay cool
13: so yeah I, I, there are two guys in the top 10 of the nfl and rushing and you don't normally see that a whole lot ward and maybe that is a byproduct of a lot of teams abandoning the run but i think i think you can look at cleveland i think you look, look at baltimore and dallas those are the three teams that i think are trying to rebuild their identity and win football games a by running the football, and teams are getting after teams that throw it a little bit more as well. I mean, you look at the Chiefs, they're struggling a little bit. Uh, I would not say that about the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Josh Allen's throwing the football around as well as anybody right now, but uh, that's the thing that's so scary about this offense is not only can they run it with those two guys, but Dak Prescott uh, can certainly pick apart a defense as well.
7: You know, Kyle, uh, Dave Aranda here at Baylor talks a lot about complementary football, the uh, offense Mm -hmm. complementing the defense, the defense, you know. And That's exactly what's going on with the Cowboys right now. The defense is not only getting turnovers; they're getting multiple turnovers in every football game. I mean, they're 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 complementing the offensive unit by creating turnover opportunities.
13: Yeah, you think to the early part of last year when this thing really started going downhill for the Cowboys, um, and, and what was the problem with that? It was the fact that the offense, who was expected to be well, what they are now, honestly. And they were turning the football over. They were putting the ball on the ground. They were putting their defense in some tough situations early on to the point where they were giving up 40 points per game, 45 points per game. And now it's completely flip flop The defense is now setting the offense up for success with turnovers. I mean, defensive touchdowns, Trayvon Diggs has had a pick-six. Anthony Brown last week had a pick-six. I mean, this is a very fun team to watch. When all three phases are are working in their favor. And right now you're right. Even though this Cowboys defense is giving up some yardage and actually they're on pace to give up more yardage than they did in 2020 uh, through five games, they've given up more yardage on average than they did in the 2020 season, which of course was a historically bad year for giving up yardage, but no one cares because you have 12 takeaways. You're you have a nine game streak with multiple takeaways On that side of the football, my one worry, though, is if those takeaways evaporate, if you have some games where you don't pick the football off, you don't force a couple of turnovers, what is this defense going to look like? Are they going to be able to get pressure? Are they going to to be able to to stop the yardage, stop the big play? Uh, And that's my one worry. But right now we haven't even had to get to that point yet.
0: Kyle, are you surprised how good this offensive line has gelled and come together being missing pieces, and how good can it be if they get to
13: 100%? I think it, it could be next level. I mean, this could really get back to being an elite offensive line. Uh, the one thing that, that is it, it's going to be interesting whenever this time comes, but, uh, of course, Lyle Collins is scheduled to return from his five-game suspension after the bye week. So this is the final game in which he would have to sit out uh, after getting handed the suspension, so where where does Terrence Steele go? What what kind of role does he play now? You you always want to have some depth, and right now they have depth in the interior with Connor McGovern, and they're trying to find him some opportunities to get some snaps by playing some fullback and coming in in heavy packages and and, and that sort of alignment. But with Terrence Steele, I don't know where you could fit him in, and, and of course he's playing the best football of his career. Uh, and you don't want to to replace Lyle Collins. That's not going to happen. Some Cowboys fans are even clamoring for it with as well as Steele has played, and that's a that's another whole conversation of how the tides have turned there. Uh, but Terrence Steele has been playing really well, and you want to try and keep that momentum going for a young player who is definitely ascending, and maybe he does get an opportunity uh, because of the news from, from Tyron Smith yesterday dealing with the neck issue. He was on the injury report, limited in practice, I don't think the Cowboys believe it'll be a long-term deal with Tyron Smith, but Hey, at least if something were to happen there, you feel a lot better about your personnel than you did a year ago.
7: Kyle, man, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, What do you got going this weekend? You working some ball games?
13: Actually, no, I'm off uh, this weekend. I had a game last night and it was a a pretty good one at the Ford center at the star. And uh, tonight I'm going to the North Texas game as a fan and tomorrow, I'm doing nothing but watching football, so you guys have fun without me this week. There you go.
7: Hey, Kyle, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. Kyle Yeomans uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, previewing the Cowboys and the New England Patriots. 8.43, and we're going to talk a minute here about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. You know, they've been serving Central Texas for four generations. That goes all the way back to 1943. Think about that. 1943, the uh, Emory family has been serving Central Texas at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Their their reputation has been built one customer at a time, and they've got a simple objective, and that's to make sure their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. They also carry all sizes of pipe from 1 half inch to 24 inches for all your fencing needs. Also, square tubing, 1 half inch to 6 inch for all your weekend projects such as those deer stands that are coming up or uh, ornamental iron jobs, whatever the case may be. They also, uh, they also are uh, stock uh, American-made grade 60 rebar, 3-8 inch to 3-quarter inch. You see, they're basically your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a location down in Bryan. They're also right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane, and uh, they're open Monday through Friday today until five o'clock, seven thirty till five, and then tomorrow they'll be open from eight until noon. And of course, you can always check out Pioneer Steel and Pipe twenty four seven at pioneerboys.com. Don't remember? Uh, don't don't remember? Don't forget? I don't know where that came from. Don't forget at Pioneer Steel and Pipe they deliver and they unload. That's uh that's a Brayden Emery, that's John Emery, that's the entire Emery family at Pioneer Steel and Pipe.
14: member fdic have you been thinking about a new deck
10: for your home lake house or country place or maybe a new pergola for your backyard or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look if the answer is yes we invite you to come see us at redwoods incorporated we take pride in having the best selection in the greater waco area for top quality wood products it makes no difference if you're just wanting ideas curious about probable cost or want us to recommend an outstanding con contractor our folks at redwoods incorporated want to help you from start to finish come visit with greg or scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther drive just off north valley mills behind applebee's restaurant redwoods incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention so please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by redwoods incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be
1: If you miss country music under the star studded Texas sky, this year's Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo concert lineup is perfect for you. Dance the Night Away with Tracy Lawrence and Carson Jeffrey on Thursday, October 14th. Walker Hayes, Gabe Lee, and Jack Ingram will hit the stage Friday, October 15th. And Joe Nichols and Mike Ryan Saturday, October 16th. Learn more about the Bud Light Music Stage concert lineup and purchase your tickets at hotfair.com.
0: Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and online at Automatic Chef Canteen
4: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
5: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, six to eight, and Saturday, eight to five. A Cody Bellinger RBI single in the top of the ninth broke a one-one tie and sent the Los Angeles Dodgers to the National League Championship Series with a 2 one win over the Giants. The Astros begin their quest for a third American League championship in five years tonight when they host Boston. It's the third time since 2017 that the Astros and Red Sox have met in the postseason. Tom Brady hit on 34-42 passes for 297 yards and two touchdowns to lead Tampa Bay to a 28-22 win over the Eagles to start week six on NFL Thursday Night Football. High school football tonight, Midway visits Waco High, University is on the road at Burleson, and Belton entertains Temple.
4: Sports Center every twenty minutes only on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Eight forty nine. We're eleven away from nine o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This right. is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us, and we're joined now by Stephen Simcox, locked on Horn Frogs, the podcast. And Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys.
15: I'm happy to uh close out the first week of Tom and Ward in the morning.
7: What what do you think? You get to drive to work with the with the with the uh, local sports talk show. It's a it's a different different perspective, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. I enjoy,
15: you know, turning it on. Yesterday I heard from David Warder. Uh, you know, this morning I heard a little bit about the Rodeo and then Kylie Goman. So it's nice to uh hear some local coverage and not Always Lakers talk at seven a.m. <laughs> All
7: right, let's uh, let's dive into this thing. Uh, F- Frogs, Frogs got a big one on on Saturday. There's no question about it when they when they go to Norman.
15: Oh yeah, huge game. Um, you know they're sitting at three and two now. A win would be big. It would keep them at least you know some some slim hope alive of of maybe competing for a Big Twelve title if so they could find a way to pull off the upset. But as far as bowl eligibility goes and, and goals moving on in the season this win would be a big deal. And, I mean, also, like, TCU's been fairly competitive against everybody in the Big 12 since they joined the league a decade ago, but they've only beaten Oklahoma one time. And a lot of those losses have not been close. They have not found a way, especially since Lincoln Riley took over a few years back uh, to stay in many of these games. So, going up to Norman, uh, probably playing a really talented freshman quarterback in Caleb Williams, big test for TCU. And uh, a good opportunity for them, though, if they can find a way to – to be competitive and, and stay in it for four quarters.
0: Steven, how much does it help the Horn Frogs that they found a running game in Lubbock, Texas last week?
15: Well, it was a big deal. I mean, I think they'll probably have to have more balance tomorrow than they did on, on last Saturday, only throwing the ball ten times. But, uh, you know, listen, like we've been saying for, for weeks, or I've been saying they, they have to find a way to get back up into the football. They did that. He actually got banged up in the first half, so he didn't play after halftime. But Kendra Miller came in and did a good job. Um, Their offensive line seems to do a lot better when they're firing off the ball and and getting their momentum moving forward rather than, you know, sitting back in those pass sets. I I feel like it helped the defense out a little bit and giving them some rest and some recovery time. So all around that running game can, can make up for a lot of issues. And that's what you saw against Texas Tech. And they were able to consistently do that for the first time really all year.
7: The fact that they did not, they being Oklahoma, did not announce their starting quarterback, did that force the Frogs to have to kind of prepare for both guys?
15: It did. I mean, I think they probably would have either way. But, uh, you know, them not committing to it makes it trickier. I think it's going to be Caleb Williams. Uh, You have to be ready for Rattler, though. And we'll see, you know, what what happens when when 630 rolls around. The interesting thing is that that happened, and then on Tuesday – Gary Patterson said Max Duggan was questionable, uh, which I thought was just kind of gamesmanship on his part. I felt like he was basically saying, "Okay, you're not going to name a starter. I won't name a starter either." Um, but he apparently did miss practice on Wednesday, so maybe he is a little banged up. I I, I feel like he's going to go, um, but yeah, it's been funny to watch Lincoln and Gary kind of go back and forth with that. Uh, okay, you're not going to name your guy. Well, I'm not going to name my my guy. You'll have to prepare for two players too.
0: Steven, when you look at what Gary Patterson has the opportunity to do going up to Oklahoma against the Sooners and then Lincoln Riley canceling his press conference yesterday just because the paper said that there was an opportunity for, you know, they they saw that Williams was taking all the snaps with the first team. is this become a little bit of a distraction for Lincoln Riley and the Sooners that Gary Patterson can feed on?
15: Maybe so. I mean, they're coming off an emotional win. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting situation. You know, I feel like Lincoln could have just said that that reporter doesn't know we he's talking about. Like he doesn't know who our ones are. Um, we, we run different sets. We run different packages in practice. But to, to cancel it and make a big deal of it, I, I think brought more attention to it. I'm not sure how they're handling it in the locker room. Um, I know Spencer Rattler was not at practice earlier this week and. Riley said that was a, a day off that he was given. I'm not so sure about that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like any anything like that could be an advantage for T C U. Are they a little flat coming out after a, a huge emotional win against Texas? Um, is there any dissension in that locker room? Maybe not. Maybe everybody's on the same page and they're gonna rally around Caleb Williams. Uh, but I, I think Riley could have played that off and it wouldn't have gotten nearly as much of attention as that's the fact that he decided to just shut down media availability for the rest of the week.
7: Steven, what are you working on for the, uh, for the podcast?
15: Yeah, we'll have a preview episode up, you know, later this afternoon, uh, earlier this week, I talked with John Williams from locked on Sooners and, uh, you know, basketball's coming in, coming up pretty quickly too. frogs picked eighth in the uh, preseason polls, So we'll have a little bit of coverage of that this weekend as well.
7: All right. Where can we find it?
15: Anywhere you get your podcast, you know I usually use Apple, Spotify. Those are the two most popular. But wherever you listen, you can find Locked On Horn Frogs.
7: Hey, we appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Stephen Simcox with Locked On Horn Frogs podcast, and we're up against the clock. I wanted to kind of get into the, and it's kind of an intriguing subject. The, the, the overall competitive balance of the league where we kind of touched base on it a little bit this morning that Ricky Thompson touched on it as well. Uh, and by the way, if you missed any of our interviews, you can uh, catch them this afternoon. We'll have them all posted on our uh, on our uh, website, SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. Dot com. All right, 855. We're five away from nine. I want to say uh, thanks to Ted Teague and the entire group over to Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ramp Fiat. They are the title sponsor of this program. They are the sponsor of our studio. They they just they sponsored our rodeo report this morning. They're... they're uh you know, they're they're a part of this ESPN Central Texas family. We do appreciate them. They're at uh, two hundred one West Loop three forty, just down from Highway eighty four. Allen Samuels is an award winning dealership, and uh, you'll find uh, much more than than great vehicles. You're going to find uh, you're going to find great people at Allen Samuels. And, and, and while you're there, check out the new twenty twenty one Ram. It's been ranked number one automotive brand by J D Power's initial quality study. And if that's not enough, and by golly. It should be the uh, 2021 Dodge brand is ranked number two. So Ram one, Dodge two, and you can find those and many more at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. You want to check out the uh, the inventory? Check out AllenSamuelsDCJ.com. That's the website, AllenSamuelsDCJ.com. Allen Samuels, your friend in the car business. It's uh, 8.56, four minutes away from 9 o'clock, Tom and Ward. As uh, we roll along here on this uh on this said Wednesday, uh, uh, Wednesday hello how about Friday? How
0: about game day? are you okay
7: yeah it's it's game <laughs> night yeah uh coming up at the, by the way uh, the uh, the university broadcast is at six thirty and the uh, temple and Waco broadcast on our family radio stations begin at seven o'clock mm-hmm. so there you go all right uh y- you want to give me some traffic directions here yeah let's go home. All right, we, we got to get out of here. That's it. We'll see you tomorrow right here on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. This Friday night, the Waco Lions are back home at Waco ISD Stadium as they host the Midway Panthers. Our coverage of Waco High football begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. Following the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waco and Midway this Friday night at...